We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It is the Friday morning edition, two start starters for next week. Clay Link here with Todd Zola of Rotowire and Masters Ball. Good to be talking with you, Todd. I am a Kia man now. I am nice. driving a Kia Optima, so that's pretty exciting stuff in my life. That's about all that's going on in my world. What's new with you on this Friday morning? Well, I'm just the opposite. Uh, oh, my car's in the shop through probably through Monday. So yeah, if uh, I will not, I, as I mentioned, I will try not to let my uh, my mood bleed into the podcast, if you will. So talking some baseball should get my mind off of the uh, the impending bailing of my car out of the shop on Monday. That that tells you right there that it's uh, I'm not going to have it done till Monday. But uh, that's it's it's fine. It's good. You know that I now I know I'll be uh, I'll be you know good good on the road to go for, uh, for a little while longer. So I'll get though. Yeah, well, it's it's what it is. A lot of good, uh, a lot of good baseball this week. Uh, busy weekend. Hopefully, the weather will begin to cooperate. We've both been a little bit, uh, you know, it's subject to change, right? All week long, whenever we make updates. So hopefully, the weather will start to cooperate. Yeah, man, it's it's been one delay, rain out after another, and trying to make the most of it. But a lot of seven inning games lately. Seems like and. Yeah. Uh, just got to yeah. navigate things. It's uh, Yesterday was a bad day fantasy-wise for me. I, in one league, realized, oh, I'm starting faulty in cores. That's never a great, <laughs> <laughs> great uh, realization when that settles in. And that was Stake League, and I must have last week when, we, when I set my lineup, must have thought he was facing somebody else. 
Either way, that hurt. And then I realized in top head-to-head, I'd left you Darvish on my bench. Well, because uh, you get to do half-week moves, right? Yeah, for pitchers, too. And I a similar thing where I just must have misjudged the uh, matchup. Thought he was starting today instead of yesterday. So, you know, this game is humbling, and that's another one where you get kicked down a little bit. But In both instances, there have been so many changes this week. It very well may have been that you initially had it how you thought it would be, and there were just – a million changes. It was a uh, it was a very fun week as well. You know that happened to me last week too, or a couple weeks ago. With Tyler Anderson, me and James yeah. starting against Atlanta. We're like, how did we start him in this matchup? Then he got rocked, of course. And I know people are saying it wouldn't be this way if it were daily moves, but there are other repercussions of daily moves leagues that I I find more detrimental than once in a while missing out or or. Uh, not having a a schedule start go your way, but that's a story for another day. One thing I did want to ask you about MLB now trying to flex again and say, they're going to crack down on this, these foreign substances. Yet another instance of this, we saw who was the, uh, the old long time, most major league games umpired in history. Joe West. Joe West. Yeah. The cowboy, right. Uh, whatever his nickname is, but yeah, uh, I'm, he's not a star of the game, but uh, he he uh, he kind of stuck his nose into this situation, kind of reignited the whole thing. And now Garrett Cole comes out and has a little bit of a hiccup. So I know some people on Twitter kind of tying those two together. You reading anything at all into this from MLB right now? Well, first, I mean. I think this is coming out regardless whether Joe uh, Joe West confiscated Giovanni Gallagher's hat. They've been they've been you know pulling balls, so I think this was coming regardless. I think it just got into the just got it into the news. So I think the same announcement would have come regardless. Um, yeah, I mean, it you can't. It's not a sure thing that Cole backed off whatever he was doing. You can't say it unequivocally. But you have to at least make uh, you know question it. I don't think we can do anything. I don't think you know I'm not going to change any cold projection just yet. But sure, I mean the, the time you know this is uh, people you know not many not some people don't believe in coincidence. You know it, it, there's a cause and effect. So overall, yeah, um, like to find I am a little bit. I don't want to use the word concerned because whatever happens happens. But I am curious as to what MLB is going to do. If the uh, if the spin rates, if everybody's doing it, what pitchers benefit more? What benefit pitchers benefit less? Does it does it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the lower the top and, and increase the bottom so that the pitchers are more compact. From a selfish point of view, I think this would it would make drafting more to my liking. You know, I, that's kind of a weird, selfish way to say something, but. To me, I'll be honest, and I haven't been in the main event for other reasons the past couple of years, but the way pitching was being drafted, it it, it made it less fun for me because people were drafting pitching because they felt they had to, not because they felt the pitcher was worthy of that spot. Uh, and and it just it, to me it made for a it, it wasn't it wasn't a fun of a draft. Um, if if the top end pitching comes down a bit, maybe the delta between the the, the elite and the rest of the field makes it so people don't feel compelled to draft pitching so early. And maybe it's just more of a, uh, you draft the player when you think he's worthy of that spot sort of thing. Um, Sounds like sour grapes are not doing well, but that's, you know, I don't think it is, but anyway. Uh, Yeah. And then um, 
you know, it's. I think this is different than when MLB said they'll crack down on box, and then they called box for two weeks, and they stopped calling box. This is something. I think it's a different scenario. So let's see how it plays out. Yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on. Yeah, on and, and boy, uh, did you ever! We and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> well, I appreciate you you laying that out because it is an interesting topic. I don't know what to make of it. Just have to wait and see. But I, after the initial Trevor Bauer, you know, confiscated baseballs thing, I didn't personally didn't think anything was was coming of it. But maybe uh, something was before this whole Joe West thing. And yeah, I just don't know what to. We'll just have to wait and see. Nothing actionable right now, but I wanted to at least bring it up. It's, this podcast, by the way, is sponsored by WinBet. I've been terrible about remembering to mention that at the very top, uh, but I'll try to be better about that. Uh, a couple other things I just wanted to mention. Cabrian Hayes is back. That's good to see. Fernando Tatis returned to the lineup. Uh, Madison Bumgarner on the IL. It sounds like that had kind of been bothering him for a little while. Kyle Lewis looking at a long-term absence. Sorry to cut you off. I'm just agreeing. We're good. Yeah, and then Colton Wong, oblique issue, but he's considered day to day. So uh, when I first heard that, you know, of course, oblique, I'm thinking, ah, Colton Wong was kind of carrying one of my teams. Right, right, right. Offense kind of hard to find right now, but um, the fact that he's just day to day for now, that's kind of encouraging. Over in the Rotowire Stake League, pretty quiet week. I actually didn't make any pickups. I had one bid in for, well, I had for. Fire Eyes and then Cole Sulcer, who you mentioned on our MLB show last week. Then he ended up getting a save and added just a $0 ad, but he got a, a $1 ad from Aaron Quinn. And so um, behind JP Fire Eyes and Taylor Trammell, Patrick Wisdom, who's been pretty hot. Yeah. Not a lot out there on the wire this week. No, there isn't. And actually, what I know, I mean, it was last Sunday, and, and and I know you guys are on the kind of stagger the pick. So if last Sunday was a little bit light in, in only leagues and deep leagues, I would expect this to be as well. And we're in kind of a lull between pickup call-ups. I think we're waiting. Te- teams are waiting another week or maybe two uh, until we pass the, the, next, the next deadline, if you will. And then I think we'll see some more minor leaguers called up. Patrick Wisdom... Any real mention, any real reason to think about him? I, I thought, you know, going after him would just be chasing stats that are banked and you're not going to get him. So, not in the uh, mixed league. I mean, yeah, in, a, in an only league, he's playing, right? In an only yeah. league, he's playing. So, I think, you know, I think he's got three homers in the past week. And I, I have him in one of my, I don't remember it's Tout Wars, but I did grab him in a league where I was desperate for, you know, for people breathing. Um, but I, I'm not interested long term. And I don't even know about short term in a mixed league. But, you know, hard to say after you've got what three homers, but yeah, even in a, in a stake, the stake league, I you know if he's playing. So if you if you have a hole, sure, but obviously you're bidding, you're stringing him with a with some other players, and whatever happen you get, you happen to get. Yeah, this is a sixteen teams uh, mixed league, so you know I guess plus with two util spots and only one catcher, so right, Patrick Wisdom, I get it. I mean, he, I think in standard mixed, he's he's a guy you leave out there, but sure, um, in a league like this, it kind of made sense. Taylor Trammell had a homer in his return, was swinging a hot bat. I gotta say, you know, yesterday mentioned the uh, the flub with you Darvish in my lineup and starting faulty in cores, and this being a humbling game, and 
uh, Taylor Trammell had me thinking about Jared Kelnick, and that's another one where it's pretty humbling because I'm I'm done thinking a guy's ready to just hit the ground running. <laughs> this game is too hard for that, and the Ronald Acuna's of the world, they're the exception, uh, the rare exception, and even a guy like Vlad couldn't hit the ground running. So, Well, look at Alex Manoa. Alec, yeah, Alec Manoa, he Alec, had a little stuck. Alec, sorry, Alec. And no, then um, you, you're talking about all these batters. Lanahan, too. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, I'm dealing with a bunch of local Red Sox fans who recently found out that I do this for a living and are clamoring for Jaron Duran. And I'm trying to say, let the kid let the kid play with the Olympics. You know, he's <laughs> he's he's a good prospect. He's not even in the, the same level as some of these other guys that you just talked about. Not that, you know, at this level, who's to say what they'll turn out to be. But you know, it's 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 not as if he's going to come out and 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 hit the ground running. So let's uh, kids, let's you know, he's got the honor to play for the Olympics with his uh, teammate Jeter Downs and and Sean and Sean, I was going to say Sean Kemp and Matt Kemp and some other veterans. Let's 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 let the kid do that before we call him up. Yeah, he might be the best. Well, I guess Casas is on that team too, isn't he? Some of yeah. those young kids may end up carrying. Carrying the squad, so that, I kind of interested in watching some of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I just I think I maybe got spoiled a little bit by Acuna and Chris Bryant before that. He won Rookie of the Year, and uh, it's just so hard to come well, up and be great right away. <laughs> you remember, you know, this up ten. You remember the you know the one, and, and all it takes is one to make you believe that it can happen to your guy too. You know, so. Yeah. Kelnick's really struggled, and it's I I feel like you know he'll he could be the one of the best hitters in baseball over the next sure. month, but it's just the, the the fastball outside I was reading is kind of eating him up right now. He's just having a hard time laying off that four fifteen OPS. I think when they brought him up, you know they delayed it so long where it was one of those like you know you're up for good type of things, but um, definitely one of them with those where. You know, that grievance uh, that I thought may be coming, probably not with Jared Kelnick. Anything else on your mind, Todd, before we get into the two-start starters for next week? Um, I just I happened to watch the Red Sox play the Astros this week. And Jose Arquiti, Luis Garcia, and uh, why am I forgetting the third one? Um Garcia and oh Framber Van Vliet. Oh yeah, they got Framber back. Uh, back now. For those who <laughs> want to keep yelling and, and and hating on the Astros, they're good. Those guys, are, and yeah. that's not even including Christian Javier. Yeah, or, know their, or Zach Granke. <laughs> but yeah, yeah well, three, the, the young aces. Yeah, I just and, and given uh, you know, having maybe the Red Sox bats got a little bit cold. Um, those are congr- you know. Good luck to the Astros. I'm, I'm saying, you know, not only good luck to the. I mean, they did a good job. Those, those. <laughs> that's that's an interesting young staff. You didn't mention in, you going through injuries. The one that I'm a little bit concerned about too. Talking about good young staff. Eliezer Hernandez left the mound early yeah. last night. So After, yeah, finally another, they got him back. He short right. return. Not an arm injury, but uh, you know that that wasn't a good thing. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it turns out to be uh, short term for Hernandez as well. Yeah, that's a good one to point out. And yeah, the Astros, that those three young guys, and Valdez. We thought, you know, at the start of the year, he may be in danger of missing the entire season. Now he's back, fanning double digits. And I had a guy who I work with here, Ken Kreitz, asked me the other day. I think he was looking to make a trade. 
just yesterday was asking me whether you know I'd rather have rest of season Framber Valdez or Chris Bassett, who's been great. And I struggled a little bit. And I was looking at my ranks and ended up slotting them like back to back. And I said, I said Bassett by an eyelash, but it's it's that one was tough for me to answer. I think that is Bassett safer, Valdez the upside. So it kind yeah. of depends. It's sometimes I'll feel like a cop out answer, but I think they're actually the way you need to look at it. Um, I actually, you know, in any labor were together, I, I traded Valdez before he got the start, heads up for Mitch Moreland to our friend and colleague Larry Schechter, the uh, who is leading again. He may have to change the title of that book once again, uh, winning fantasy. Well, not the title, but the uh, the number of leagues he's won is the is the kicker underneath it but yeah i'd be i needed batting i needed bats in a big way and it may look at the valdez for moreland may come out like a terrible deal for me but i needed bats and valdez hadn't pitched yet and you know there's still a chance i mean he came back quickly but who's to say if he lasts all season so uh i jumped on that maybe a mistake we'll find out Moreland had a homer for you this week, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I mean, yeah, Moreland's, Moreland's fine. I mean, yeah, I, he's fine, but yeah, I mean, Valdez also, is like a potential ace. Yeah, right. It's also a matter of what one can get. Yeah, uh, at this time of the season, and, you know what what people would be willing to willing to deal. So anyway, especially so, but, from offense, like I I couldn't imagine dealing from offense. I just picked up last <laughs> week in labor. I picked up. Uh, Phil Gosselin and Owen Miller, like it's just brutal. yeah, well, that's part of it. Yeah, and and this was to me, it, it, I, you know, the weird expression in this instance, but it was kind of found money for Valdez. I drafted him in labor. We have those quirky rules where it's old mini pseudo old school, where you can't freely move from reserve to active. There have to be a natural opening. And having Valdez on the IL to begin the year gave me that natural opening. So I was able to stream pitchers in. Two of them, get this, two of them that I was going to stream were Danny Duffy and Martin Perez, who turned out who have been in my lineup. Well, Duffy, sorry, but it turns out they've been in my lineup the whole time. So part of it, too, was if I activate Valdez, I'd have to drop somebody. And I had a, I had a reliever I could drop or something like that. But um, it just worked out that uh, so anyway. Enough about my bad trade with uh, my trade with Larry. Well, you, Larry doesn't need any help. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, I, know, uh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I uh, he's a good player. I thought Ian was leading, but either way, um, he might I'm be. Just he, Ian, he might be. There's a new a story. Looks like just breaking this morning, or it was just published this morning by Sports Illustrated about this whole sticky ball situation. So. The article is titled The New Steroids, and the quote to kick off the article is, this should be the biggest scandal in sports. Looks like Stephanie Epstein. So it looks like this is blowing up potentially. And one pitcher's fingers were flagged at airport security. Uh, one ball was so sticky, players could pick it up with their palm. Another had visible fingerprints. So this is, uh, we'll see about this Sports Illustrated article, but it seems like this may be a, something that reignites it yet again, like just makes it even bigger. This, this I, think, ESPN, I mean, uh, sports illustrated article. I understand why they want to use the word scandal, but I think that's a bit of hyperbole in this instance. Um, but anyway, so I mean, yeah, everybody, I, you know, I mean, is it a scandal that everybody drives 10 miles over the speed limit? It's allowed, <laughs> you know, so it's not yeah. a scandal. And then if all of a sudden they decide to crack down and you can only go five miles over the speed limit, 
I don't know that I'd call that a scandal. But anyway, that's to me that's kind of what's going on here. You know, in in a weird sort, of, you know, in a weird sort of way, is it's accepted. Everybody does it, and now they they're they want to make it unaccepted. Maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing to you know sacrifice or just make the pitchers dial it back a little bit because I saw a batted ball off a minor leaguer's head last night which I did not want to see, but I saw it on Twitter, and I never right. want to see that again. So the, I, just, actually, I do worry a little bit about they that. They actually called the game at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it was horrific. I, yeah, I was it, mad it was that in it the was eighth inning. Game, uh, yeah. But, yeah, in, yeah, but um, what was I had one more thought about this whole... Uh, it, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It'll probably come to me as we're as we're going through the pitch. Oh yeah, the, the thought, the narrative is, and I've heard, I've heard people on MLB Network and former players say we don't mind it because we're not we don't want to get hit. And then I'll also hear people, you know, that are against the whole thing saying I can't. You know, that's not true. So I think you know, I think there's something to the fact that batters are okay with it because they don't want to get hit. But I also think that's a bit of a smokescreen. And they know their own pitchers do it too. So the reason they're okay with it is because they know their own pitchers do it. And I think just saying, well, I don't mind it because I'm that way. I don't, I don't get hit as much is just kind of a rationalization, if you will. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, 
and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Yeah, I hear you. Now, we'll get into the two-start starters for next week, the week of June 7th, 2021. And if you're unfamiliar, we go through and grade all of next week's two-start options on a zero to five scale. General rule of thumb is if we have five leagues, how many are we starting? Well, you know, you make because I think we changed that a little bit. Well, and, you and you someone, did, and that's fine. Your yeah, your system yeah, so, is great. Yeah, someone called this out, or not called this up, but thought it was confusing. I mean, and I I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Did you actually do it? You kind of just graded them in general. You never really did use the league necessarily, right? I mean, very maybe, inexact science. On my right. Part. I mean, basically, if, if there's a hundred pitchers, I think we're both at this point kind of going. If you're in the zero to twenty range, there are one. If they're twenty to forty range, there are two, et cetera. You know, ninety-eight to 100, eighty to hundred is a one, and then over hundred to zero. I think that's a better way to look at it than the leagues at this point. Yeah, mine is very much right. Just a uh, guess. <laughs> yeah, you kind of rank them against each other. Into it, but yeah, I kind of rank them against each other, and you know, three is very much like the. Uh, Right, the middle middle range, as you'd expect. So yeah, we'll go through, and uh, of course, these kind of correlate at least on Todd's end with his weekly pitcher rankings. Definitely be sure to check those out at rotowire.com, rotowire.com slash pod for a ten day trial, and those will be updated uh, closer to the start of uh, next week. But Todd, you mentioned as we were getting started, not a great week for two start options, as you'd kind of expect since we just had a pretty healthy one. But uh yeah, yeah. Arizona to start nobody since they only have five games. And then Atlanta, Drew Smiley, it's been ugly for him. And at Philadelphia, good hitters park. At Miami's nice, but I think I'm gonna give Drew Smiley I think I'm gonna give him a two just because I think maybe there's one I'd say when when I give a one I kind of think AL or NL only. Two, I'm thinking maybe there's one situation in a mixed league where I'd start them. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm looking at my rankings now. It's he's 81, which means he's at exactly that cusp, that two one, that two one cusp. Uh, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with the two. He's kind of frustrating in that. He's Drew Smiley. He actually looked pretty good early in the season, but didn't happen. Didn't maintain. So. I'm going to go two as well. At Miami, it's too hard to, you know, you cross your fingers with Philly, and you know, you hope you hope that uh, maybe Bryce Harper uh, doesn't get you that game lefty on lefty, and then you 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 you, you take care of Miami. So Baltimore, they also only have five games next week, so no two start starters for them. Boston though has seven games, and Nick Pavetta, the win machine, finally got his first L on Wednesday, but started six and zero oh, and. I actually had sat him here because I was just a little worried about this matchup, but he struck out nine. It was a success, and he's not—he's certainly not in that must-start tier yet. But I think at, uh, versus Miami versus Toronto, I think that's a—that's a solid three, maybe even a four. Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna go four. I'm actually I'm I'm, I'm searching for something on Twitter now. I, I, I try to get it. There is a a uh, a young lady that does videos, scouting girl report. I'm gonna Scout get girl, you. yeah, Andrea. Something. Yeah, Andrea. Yeah. Um, she did a video with Nick Pavetta, and I want I'll get her. I will get her uh, Twitter address while we're talking. Um, did a very interesting video on Nick Pavetta and how he's changed his curveball. Uh, this isn't so much anything other than to bring attention to someone out there doing some really cool work and Andrea. Uh, so I, I'll get her Twitter uh, handle while we're talking. But um, yeah, she's doing a lot of cool work. And, oh, uh, it's, she it's, definitely deserves a shout out. Oh, it's 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 uh, it's 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 outstanding. Um, the 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 work that she does, the things that she explains, she knows her, she knows what she's doing. Anyway, um, I'm going to go for for Veta while I continue to search for her address. Sure. Yeah, I uh, got you down for four. I guess I'm just bracing for some regression with him, and yeah. maybe maybe the blow will be pretty soft. But I just feel like it can't get any better. <laughs> it just, I guess maybe I'm just since I have a lot of Pavetta, I'm just kind of bracing. But I'll, I'll keep him as a three. I'm what gonna, about Martin gonna, Perez? I'll be, actually, I'll be on uh, Perez. I'm going to throw. I'll be honest. As far as the, the grade goes, there's just not a lot of two starts this week, so it, it's it's relative to the field. And when there's not a lot of other good two starters, that you know that may be a three in a different. In this particular week, it would have been a two or a three. Maybe. Well, probably a three. So it's it's also it's also relative. What I what I look at is how the pitcher ranks that particular, how much he helps or hurts you this particular week, or in this case next week. Um, so that's why I, I think might be a little bit ahead. Perez, he does not have that Miami matchup because it looks like that's a wraparound series. So Martin Perez is versus Houston versus Toronto. I'm going to give him a two, I think. We're going to two. Yeah. All right, uh, so before we uh, get too far, forget about it. Andrea, is it, is it at Scout Girl Report? One word. Well, Twitter handle has to be one word. Scout Girl Report. She puts up these periodic videos explaining some next-level stuff in a clear and concise and I'll say accurate manner. Yeah, definitely deserves a shout out. Andrea's doing great work. Uh, but moving on for next week's two start right. starters with the Cubs, Albert Alzole. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how to pronounce this name. <laughs> a baseball reference is great. They're missing him though, and so I got to figure that out. For some reason, I, f- I have in my head that it's Alzole, but we'll see. Uh, or no, Alzolai is how I had it. That was. Led to believe it was, but we'll see. It's uh, not Al Zola E. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does have Zola <laughs> tucked in there. I, I there you go. Uh, at San Diego versus St. Louis, he looks to be like a burgeoning number two starter, perhaps. Certainly yes. a solid mid rotation arm. Yeah, I got I have another four this week, and he has the contrast of, of velocity and strikeouts amidst the Kyle Davies and Kyle Hendricks and. And Jake Arietta's so he's a nice. Usually you got like three fireballers, and then the uh, the off speed guy in between them. The Cubs have the opposite, and he seems to benefit. Now, Sonny Gray, his final start of May, I thought he looked really as best as he had, and as good as he had, dating back to last year. But then he had a little bit of a letdown at home against the Phillies. Three earned runs, a couple homers allowed. Did strike out eight in that outing, so he's got a thirteen to two K to walk over his last two outings seems mostly fine uh i do worry about you know the back occasionally creeping up versus milwaukee versus colorado next week 
for some reason, one. something's <laughs> something's holding me back from I'm a sorry, five. five. But, okay. No, I'm sorry. It gets a five. I, I was thinking, I was he's in my top tier, which you know, I'm thinking one. But no, he, yeah. for me, he gets a five. Now, you, interesting. You said, uh, I forget the exact phrase. He's 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 almost fine. I mean, you had a little bit of a mostly fine. Mostly maybe. fine. Isn't that Sunny Gray in general, though? <laughs> yeah. No, sir. I mean, I'm serious. That's that's he's his never, name. Too. That's Sunny yeah. Gray. There we go. Exactly. Most that's um, that's that's been his mo. Even when he's good, the the home runs. There's always something. So I think mostly fine is fine for him because that's sort of you know is as good as he's going to get. So if he's mostly fine, he's doing all right. Yeah, mostly sunny. Maybe that's how. Yeah. that's maybe yeah. the title yeah. of this week's yeah. podcast. Semi kosher. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Sonny is the two-star. I, you know, Vladimir Gutierrez with that spider neck tat, uh, spider n- <laughs> tattoo on his neck. I've been, you know, the first outing I was not that impressed because of the wind at, in uh, Wrigley was blowing in. I thought he should have given up a couple of additional homers, but he got his first win yesterday. Only three Ks. I'm a little skeptical still, but maybe I can't see the forest through the trees. He'll be versus Milwaukee next week. Uh, Shane Bieber. Uh, looks like well, they only have five games, but they're playing a doubleheader, so we have Bieber lined up for two, and that'd be a five easily. You get that. Mark. Uh, is it a doubleheader or is that a is that a primary? Have, that's, that's a, a primary. primary, but even sorry. so, with the with their injuries, I you know, he, he will probably get five if he does. If he doesn't get five, then I'm sorry, if he doesn't get two starts. Uh, Bassett or Chris Gray, Chris Gray, Chris Bassett or Sonny Gray could be the lead pitcher this week with two yeah. starts. Um, but uh, at least temporarily we'll have Bieber up there, which means I'll have just to come up with another Bieber pun for the article. I'll have a name who could challenge for that top spot here in a second, but Antonio Senzatella, he's not going to be challenging for that spot at Miami, at Cincinnati, two road starts away from Coors, but, uh, I think I'm going to give him a flat zero, even though last year was pretty good for him. I, I just can't see any any league where I'd feel good about starting. I have him in the one range, so I'll go with the one because you know I think that there are, yeah, I can see injuries in a in a draft championship league where you still need innings. I can see a scenario where he'd be used. That guy who I was alluding to, who should be ranked pretty highly, Dylan Cease. Uh, maybe not the top spot, but man, he's been good. And I was dead wrong on him. I thought the command was going to be a work in progress, something that it was going to be tough for him to overcome this year. But uh, he's just been fantastic, man. I mean, I guess the whip's a little high, but the the K's are pretty nice. You know, he's, I mean, he's just fine. And I think the the whip does kind of hold me back from putting him in the five range here versus Toronto at Detroit. But I think he's a four. Um, I've got him in the three, but I want to reinvestigate where I have the initial projection. But I I mean you nailed it. It's the walks leading to the high whip. Sometimes we eyeball ERA and we don't look at the whip. Um, whip is a really tightly grouped category, so that a poor whip can can hurt you more than a poor ERA, just the way that things work out. Um but, yeah, I'll call it a four because I think I'll probably lift him into that range. What about Matthew Boyd next week? He allowed five, and so he's been on a big back, uh, downslide. He's given up 
at least four earned runs each of his last four starts. So that's a seven, eight, four ERA over his last 20 and two thirds innings. We kind of always knew that, you know, the home runs were going to creep up and he gave up three in his most recent outing versus Seattle though. And then versus the white Sox. Yeah. I think you were tweeting that the white Sox aren't really killing lefties as, as much as their reputation may suggest. Um, but versus Seattle's pretty nice. I'm going to give Boyd a three, but that's that's about all I can do. Yeah, I'll go there as well. Yeah, the point I was making with the lefties is um, even at this point of the year, the sample isn't large enough to make you know categorical statements that this team crushes lefties, this team can't hit lefties. It's only it's it's the equivalent of facing around 15 or 16 games, which is a little bit light to make a statement of that nature. You still could have faced a couple of really good lefties or a couple of really bad lefties and skew the numbers. So, yeah, and the reason it comes from, I'll be quite honest, I was reading people that 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 say things like um, in DFS, uh, don't, you know, don't use this guy against the – or not so much in daily leagues, don't use this guy against the, the, the White Sox, he's a lefty. Or, you know, you stack the White Sox against a lefty. And there just wasn't enough data. I mean, sure, you can do it. But there wasn't enough data that that's a sure thing. That's all. And, of course, then the White Sox went out and had a couple of rough games against lefties. Now, Matt Boyd is a lefty. They could they could flip it back around again and, and get the numbers back up against lefties. Now, for Houston, for Ember Valdez, you mentioned that you kind of want to see a little bit more. And then, you know, one of these is at Boston, the second one at Minnesota. So I'm assuming that holds you back from, from a five. But is Framber Valdez a four for you? Um, I can't I use innings because he went pretty deep in. Yeah, uh, it's a, yes, it's a four. I'm, I'm not going to let my you know Boston Revenge Fenway Park in what I want to have happen cloud what the analyst you know expects to happen. So yeah, that's going to be a four, and mainly because he's pit, he went deep enough into the this, the contest against the Red Sox. Well, first of all, he's pitching really well, but he's capable of throwing 90 to 100 pitches, which is all you need nowadays. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Chris Bubich and Irvin Santana, big Irv back in the big. Maybe. I got Irv as a zero, but Bubich I like. He did kind of get knocked around the other night. I guess that was uh, last night. Uh, so he gave up eight hits in just four and a third innings. I do like the kid. He's just not going to be like an ace, and he's just not that dominant. But uh, I like him as a three at the Angels at Oakland. Angels still pretty decimated and ripe for the picking. So I want to give Bubich a three. I'm going to give it a three as well, but I, my, I'm guessing my three is a tad lower than your three, but it's still a three. And Irvin a zero? Yeah, and don't be surprised if if it's either a uh, bullpen game that he opens or something else happens in the interim. Now, the Angels still going six-man, right? So looks like they, uh, with six games, will not have one. Tony Gonsolin, going to need one more, but that's scheduled for, uh, let's see, when is that? Did he make that start already? He would have made it because we got yeah. up for two next week. Yeah, he started yesterday f- uh, against Sugarland, so he's got... He went three and two-thirds innings last night at AAA. Gave up three hits, one earned run, two strikeouts against two walks, one wild pitch. So uh, not doesn't look like he's fully stretched out, but it looks like we will see him back. Yeah, uh, but it, hard to think he goes – I mean, I guess he could maybe go five, but you just expect – 
especially against Pitt, he could go five. But you think some limitations, but man, these matchups are juicy. Yeah, if you if on YouTube, you saw me when you said three and two thirds, kind of go Ugh, because yes, that's exactly what went through my head was if we can get five out of him, he's in the two range, four range. I gotta now that I'm looking at the numbers and re- relating them, I've got to remember that it starts at five because I, I have him as a as a four, but I need to I need to check the innings. If I only think he's going to go four innings, and reduces the chance of a win that that significantly will knock him down. But we'll say ten. To the, I'm going to say three. But um, if you feel the listener feels that he's going to go five innings, he could go up a notch. I'm going to look up real quick on his uh, game log, MILB game log, to see how many pitches he threw. Because yeah. innings will tell you one thing, but let me just see if uh... – A lot of times when it's in two-thirds, you know, mm-hmm. in a minor league rehab, he reached the pitch limit that they were that they wanted him to throw. Yeah, that's true. It's like, why um, not let him go another – a third of an inning, especially if he's pitching well? Looking at the box score yesterday for Oklahoma City, he threw 60 pitches, so – that was probably his limit, right? <laughs> yeah, that was probably the round number for him. And I uh, I got him a four. I got you down as a three. I just think these matchups are so good. And at Pitt, well, they are. But if he, only goes, if, he, if he goes four shutout innings in both, That's true. he's not going to get – he's still not going to get the win. The ratios help you. The strikeouts help you, which is why he's a three for me and not a one or a two. But without the chance of the wins in, in rotisserie, it hurts you. I'm going to give him a chance of getting a win in one of these. All right. I think maybe if he went 60, if he went 60 pitches, maybe he goes 75. And then then 90. Okay. I like your style. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I just think it's possible against these two opponents. But uh, Pablo Lopez, Eliezer Hernandez, we'll have to wait and see. He's got a quad strain. So I would say probably don't. don't At least not on the first one, right? At least not on the first one. So Pablo Lopez, that first one's at Boston as part of that wraparound series, and then um, versus Atlanta. I still got Pablo Lopez. I'm going to give him a four, and I guess it's really only something he can't control, wins uh, that are kind of holding him back. Yeah, well, I've got him in the one. I've got him in the low five range, but uh, you know what? I'm going to keep him there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep him in the in the low five range. It may it may adjust when I do the sheet to the four, because I haven't added all my inputs into what I'm gonna when I actually do the rankings. And there's a a a, a recent how he's pitched recently input, so I don't know exactly how that's gonna excuse me affect things. But he's in that one. He's in that four or five border. So for a five for now. I bumped him up to a five two because I, I gave Gonsolin a four, and if I'm going to give Gonsolin a four, I have to give. Pop okay, a okay, okay, okay. Uh, Eliezer again. We'll have to wait and see after he's got this quad strain. I'm going to make a note, very tentative, and I'll probably go like a three at best here. Um, I like the matchups. I'm going to go four, but with that caveat, if he's hurt at all, yeah, you know, I mean, well, no, I mean, he's a four, but. We need to make sure, and I'll put it in the notes when I do the notes on the, on the that'll be the note, uh, tentative, you know, left last game with quad or something like that. Yeah, that's a big question mark. Uh, for Milwaukee, no two start starters for them. Maybe Eric Lauer coming, or I guess he's back. So I didn't know they were going with a six starter, six man rotation. 
Uh, that's something I'll have to get clarification on with James here in a bit on XM. But uh, Randy Dobnak, not so good. And another one that I got wrong there, I was buying into that slider he was throwing. Thankfully, I did. He's done minimal damage on my club because I cut him weeks ago. But versus, actually, it seems like over a month ago now on labor, cut bait pretty quick. He couldn't hurt me too much. Versus the Yankees versus Houston, man, that's scary. So I'm going to give Dobnak a two. I get him in the zero range. I'm I'm nervous. Yeah, I, I'm going. Those are, you know, the the Yankees can snap out at any time. I'm going to go zero. Um, it may end up being a one when they reevaluate, but I'm going to go zero. I bumped him down to a one. You're talking sense into me, and I appreciate it. Uh, the <laughs> Mets have only five games, so no two start starters for them. The Yankees only have five games. Kind of Common a theme. Good week for some of these players to get healthier. Just ail and rest their ailing bodies a little bit chris bassett you alluded to earlier and we talked a little bit about him like versus framber valdez the rest of the season the guy's just steady eddie and talking yep. about a guy whip wise who's really been consistent with a strong whip uh, 104 this year but it's been below 120 uh, the two prior years and just solid and Maybe maybe there's still a little room for growth, but even if this is just who he is, I think he's probably a five this week. At well, he's a five. He's, he's, a, he's a top five in my rankings just because of the two starts, both at home, excellent uh, ring ring central field. Did I get that? Ring, ring, ring central Coliseum. And, I mean, Arizona, KC. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's Ricky Hen- – the field itself is Ricky Henderson Field. The naming rights to the uh, venue is Ring Central Coliseum. I didn't know um, that. That and Lone Depot Park are throwing me off. Well, I, I get I get paid to write about them, and I could write ten thousand words. And if I get the park, if I say it's T-Mobile, you know, uh, field instead of park, or which I probably got that backwards. That's the comment, right? It's nothing about any, anything right about a player. It's you don't even know what field they play on. How can we trust you? But anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, in Lone Depot, it's like the, a small L, and Petco is like they're all capitals because they're like names of companies. But anyway, Bassett, uh, Arizona, and KC, they're both neither are terrible offenses, you know, but they're not anything to be worried about either. JT Brubaker, another tentative one because he's now off the bereavement list, but he's got a clear intake protocols, not starting right. this weekend. Correct. But if he does start early next week, it'd be versus the Dodgers at Milwaukee. Ugh, that's scary. He's been good, and I've enjoyed rostering him so far. But maybe this is one where I just say, you know, thank you for your contributions and, and time <laughs> to move on. But I'll, I'll give him, I'll give him a two right now. I give him a three, but again, it might, it might change. But I give him a three. Yeah, that one's really a scary two-stepper there. Uh, nobody for the Padres. For, as far as two starts, and same for, for Seattle. So, yeah, really light two-step week this week. Alex Wood at the Rangers at Washington. That's pretty nice, and Alex Wood's been great. So I guess he's like a relative five, but I'm going to give him a four just to kind of temper things a little bit. But he's among the options this week, among the, the best, I think. Yeah, he's another guy who's whips a bit high lately. I'm going to go four. And he's kind of, to me, like Rich Hill in that you think older, injury-prone, probably five and fly. And they've both been pitching deep into ballgames. 
True, true, man. And that Giants team is pretty good, and they got ton of former away, Reds. Ton of former Reds in that rotation. It's pretty yeah. much all former Reds. <laughs> Wood, <laughs> Di Sclafani, Gossman, Cueto. I don't think Casimir was ever Red. Um, now, Carlos Martinez, It uh, you can't, like, use his last name like you would with Gombert. It just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't flow to as it. well. But that outing for him was even worse than the the infamous Gomber start earlier this week. Tenor was, runs earlier. I think it was C-marted. What if I was C- what do you use C-marted instead? So I was what? I was C-marted. How about that? Okay. That works. It, it's okay. It doesn't have the quite the same room. No, it doesn't. It, um, I mean, that was two thirds of an inning in a 10 spot. So that was even worse. And honestly, versus Cleveland at Chicago. I just, I'm thinking right now, like if I was doing fab, could I bring myself to even add him to my list after that outing? Well, the thing about it is, and I'm, I'll, I'll double check it. He had a really good outing previous to that, <laughs> you know? So it's one of those, you know, do you forgive him for one outing? Does he deserve that? Or, you know, is this a harbinger of, of, harbinger of, of, of more bad things? I, I still trust the history. I mean, over one really, really poor outing. It's one of those things where, a, it was the Dodgers who do that to a lot of teams. And what if he was lifted a little bit earlier? It wouldn't look so bad. I mean, the, 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 he had he had pitched six innings in previous two, two quality starts in his previous two starts, and the start before that was eight innings and seven and a third. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm willing to forgive. Uh, he had he had five straight starts, six straight starts of six innings. Five of them were of the quality variety, 2.82 ERA, 0.94. Now, the, the strikeouts over that time, he barely struck out. Uh, he didn't even strike out five in innings. So strikeouts have been down, but um, I'm not going to cross them off altogether. That's probably wise because you're right. I mean, that stretch that you were alluding to, that six-start six stretch before that June 2nd outing, yeah, but the five are really low. Starts. But, but the yeah, strikeouts are really low. In that he was, it's a, it was like – Sometimes when you do regression, it, it happens slowly. Other times, it just boom, and it kind of was a boom for him. Yeah, I'm going to give him a one to represent that I'm not just crossing him off entirely, right. but it's still a one. Are you giving him more than that? I'm going to go three, but it may come out to be a two because, like I said, I haven't factored in recent outings yet. Um, and then, and and then that, may be, that may be too much recency bias for me, but I, I just I can <laughs> yeah, only go one it, it, real quick. Um, there is something to be the recent outings pitching, I'm sorry, hitting slumps are not very predictable. Uh, they can snap out at any time, but there's research, uh, Patrick David did some research amongst other people that pitchers on a roll tend to stay on a roll. I know it's not forever. Because otherwise they would, you know, they would get better and better. You know, eventually they come off of it. But there's evidence to say that someone who's pitching well has a good chance of pitching well the next time too. Um, and kind of the same, you know, if they're not pitching well, there's something to be concerned about. So hitters, when I do these sort of things, I don't really look at recent efforts to judge how they're going to go. But I do factor in uh, recent performance of a pitcher when I look at what he's going to do the next time. Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, nobody for the Rays, but uh, I still I still love McClanahan, so I'm still sticking with him. <laughs> uh, nobody for the Rangers either. And then for Toronto, I've I've been a Robbie Ray hater, and I you know PhD. I'll show off my player hater degree all all I want on Robbie Ray. 
because the home run is still a big, big problem. Now, he's not compounding those issues, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, but 14 homers and 58 innings, uh, I, I just think this is – it's coming. The, the regression's coming. So at the White Sox, at Boston, I mean, this could be a, a brutal two-stepper for him, but I, I think if you drafted him, you're probably still using him. I'm giving him a three. I, I'm going to go three. You know, I agree. Everything you said, I think that it, it, I think that it's. I don't know that so much regression is coming. I think he's giving up runs commensurate with the base. It's the if he keeps if he for whatever reason keeps control, right? If he if he if he keeps just uh, exhibiting this ridiculously newfound control, which usually does not come out of nowhere like it did has with him. I think he's kind of in line with the rest of his peripherals. Um, the, the concern would be if he starts to give up more walks and then the home runs become two and three run homers. Yeah. Like what he's doing right now is a pretty decent reflection of his skills. But if those walks start ticking up, yeah. You're yeah. Right. Like, right. That so be, that's, that's, that's there's no mean, like wiggle room. Right. And then, you know, you could have a bad Babbitt day, right. You know, give up a couple of leaders. True. And then give up a three-run homer. So I do think there's some ERA correction coming, but uh, I don't know the the, the XFIP off the top. I can look at it and try to get it, but uh, I think that it's it's the fact that he's not walking people. That's that's the you know that's the biggest. Everybody has to ask themselves: Is that real? Is that a fluke? I think we're now beyond the point where it's a fluke. All right. So his XFIP is three three four. It's actually lower than his ERA, and. Well, that that would regress his home run rate back to league average or right. around that, right? So, yeah, I don't see the home runs coming down much, but if he's able to just limit the traffic and limit the damage, you know, a bunch of one run homers as Justin Verlander a few years ago, and he's one run homers will kill you. In in theory, on paper anyway, moving to a more favorable park with Salem Field. True. Now the final one here, John Lester. At Tampa Bay versus San Francisco, Lester is still looking for his first win of the season. Yeah. Well, he started late. He started a little bit late. Oh, did he? Did uh, yeah. he miss time with? I forget. Um, I don't recall off the top, but yeah, he he's only pitched I think two or three games. Hmm. Oh, yeah, he was on the COVID list. Okay. Oh, it was cool. Okay. I uh, I missed that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, he said he started April thirtieth. It's been more than it's been six or seven, <laughs> but um. He just was not on my draft radar, really. I'd given up on him a while ago, but uh, and the whip's really high, so I'm gonna get. I'm actually probably gonna give him a zero. He gets a zero. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to mention as far as next week before we review? This is only Uh, one page, right? You type these into the Google Doc, and usually these run two, maybe three pages. All of next week's two starters fitted fit on one page so well you know this was a very this past week there were 98 games uh this this week there are 87 so you know that's just the way it works out well true uh so we'll review these grades zero to five next week's two start starters drew smiley two nick pavetta i say three todd four martin perez two adbert alzali four Sonny Gray, I say four, Todd five, Shane Bieber five, Antonio Senzatella, I say zero, Todd one, Dylan Cease, I say four, Todd three, Matthew Boyd three, 
for Amber Valdez, four. Irvin Santana, zero. Chris Bubich, three. Tony Gonsolin, I say four. Todd, three. Pablo Lopez, five. Eliezer Hernandez, a very tentative three for me and a tentative four for Todd. Be sure to check his uh, updates on his health. Tentative is the health, right. Exactly. Uh, Randy Dobnak, I say one. Todd, zero. Chris Bassett, five. JT Brubaker, two. Todd, three on Brubaker. Uh, Alex Wood, four. Carlos Martinez, I say one. Todd, three. Robbie Ray, three. John Lester, zero. Todd, anything else on your mind today? Uh, have good thoughts for my car. You know what? There's so many bad things happening. That was, you know, put your good thoughts elsewhere. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking at least once, maybe twice more this weekend. So uh, check our respective Twitter feeds for when Clay and I get together again. Hopefully not talking about more injuries. Yeah, hopefully not yet. Check us out next, uh, or I guess tomorrow on MLB Network Radio. And we'll catch you next week on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. Try Rotowire today, free for 10 days. Get our premium tools, rankings, analysis, and breaking news alerts. No credit card required. Go to rotowire.com forward slash try. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.